Welcome back to the Sports and Entertainment Express podcast. It's episode 18. A lot to cover in sports and entertainment, as I'm your host, Ryan Persaud. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or the platforms as well. Remember to subscribe, share, and rate the podcast. You can also follow the Facebook page of the Sports and Entertainment Express and the Twitter page at express underscore pod underscore. Let's get right into it. There was a lot of buzzing around in sports as of late and for player signings and trades, as I didn't cover in the last episode. And in the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers traded goaltender Dylan Wells to the Carolina Hurricanes for future considerations. The Colorado Avalanche traded traded defenseman Ryan Graves to the New Jersey Devils for forward Mikhail Maltseb and a second round pick in this year's draft. Now, with that happening, the Colorado Avalanche, when you get into this expansion draft, and uh, we know that Seattle is the next team, and you know that it's probably next week, and I'm going to put my predictions, I'm going to make my own fantasy roster of which players the Seattle uh, Kraken will pick see how many guesses i get correct but other than that you know going back to the the trade here uh, the was you know the avalanche needed and knew that ryan graves at least they have some defensemen that needed to be protected and graves i think the new jersey devils it was a smart uh, smart play from the avalanche as Graves does give the Devils a a look into their future on their D, as they have Subban and Damon Stevenson. But like other than that, I think Graves will be protected by the Devils. I don't think he'll be out necessarily. The Avalanche traded him because they thought they would not be able to protect him in the expansion draft, as they more so look at Devontae Taves, Samuel Gerrard, and... Um, Cal McCarr as as well. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Seattle team of how far they can make it into their inaugural season. The Boston Bruins re-signed Brandon Harlow to a six-year, $24.6 million extension. Now, I think that is a good thing for the Bruins because the Bruins don't have much on D other than, you know, Carlo, who has been playing, um, you know, fantastic for that club as of late. The Florida Panthers re-signed forward Anthony Del Clare to a three-year deal worth $9 million. And Anthony DeClaire, well, he's had some tough way of getting into the NHL, breaking the barrier for himself on these NHL clubs he has been on so far in his career. Columbus Blue Jackets, and then he gets traded to the uh, already signed with the uh, Ottawa Senators, and that didn't really work out, so they traded him to Florida. New Jersey Devils re-signed Ford Michael McLeod to a two-year deal worth $1.95 million. And that's, you know, I think this guy, he's going to be, um, he's going to be really good. He had a pretty good season uh, so far with the club. And uh, I think he is probably one of the 
players you may have to watch out, even though he does play on that third, fourth line in the future. He will probably be a really good start in the uh, next coming, uh, uh, upcoming years. In the NFL, though, the Carolina Panthers signed a four-year deal, $72 million contract extension with Taylor Houghton. So, you know, what, what this may be for uh, the Panthers, we'll have to find out and see it. There is some NHL news that really happened, and um, my oh my, it was the the one that was really shocking, and it probably shocked everybody, was the Minnesota Wild buying out Ryan Suter and Zach Parise's contracts as both players had four years left on their deal. Now, they signed at the same time. They had a 13-year extension or 13-year deal they made in the offseason once upon a time, but oh my gosh. You know, the Wild have 14 point something, I think it was like 14.5, you know, of, of dead cap space. And interesting to see where, you know, if Suter and Parise are going to uh, resume their NHL uh, career or they might just put it to a stop and call it a retirement. Um, talking about retirements, though, Pekka Rene, a goaltender of the Nashville Predators, he'd retired and what a career he had. He was very close at winning the Stanley Cup. With the Preds, he was a fantastic goalie uh, for that squad. And even before the, the before he was drafted and everything like that, they had a really good goaltending back then too. Thomas Falcoon, and then he was traded to the Florida Panthers. But that was once upon a time as well. So see what the Minnesota Wild will do in the offseason. It'll be very interesting to see. There's another Carl Avalanche defenseman, and he'll be exposed in the Seattle expansion draft, as he's given the Avalanche his notice. And that's defenseman Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson, who's had some trouble as of late. Um, you know, I think he's uh, still an okay defenseman, maybe on the second, third pair. But, um, you know, I think he he will probably go to Seattle. I think Seattle will pick him up, and he would be a really good veteran guy to have on that squad. Before he was with the Avalanche, he was with the St. Louis Blues. He was drafted by them. And so if Seattle does pick him in the expansion draft, he'll probably be on that second or third pair. Anyways, the Boston Bruins defenseman Kevin Miller announced his retirement as the 33-year-old dealt with numerous injuries as he missed the entire 2019-20 season. Then he had a concussion during the 2021 playoffs. He finished his career with 71 points in 352 games. In soccer, quite a bit coming in for soccer here, but Montreal withdraws from hosting the 2026 World Cup as Edmonton, Alberta, and Toronto, Ontario are the other two cities who have a chance to host it. 18 U.S. stadiums in 17 arenas, areas are bidding for the events with Los Angeles submitting SoFi Stadium in Inglewood and the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, where the 1994 World Cup Final was hosted. The 2026 World Cup will be the first to hold 48 nation, uh, nations and the first with three co-hosts. Three cities in Mexico are in the bid as well. In the NFL, the Washington football team, they're still trying to find that name for their team, and I don't think it will be done until 
next season of 2022 to 23. And that's what they say. And they are considering, they were considering to use the Warriors as their new team name. But it wasn't an option as they were looking into it, respecting the indigenous people. The Detroit Lions were among 30 of 32 teams to get an NFL approval for full capacity at at home games in 2021. It was announced the team will allow fans not to wear a mask or proof of vaccination at to attend games, but will encourage unvaccinated fans to keep wearing masks. Now, that's uh that's interesting because of the way it's going, if you're vaccinated, you have your two shots, you're fine, good to go, you, can, you don't wear a mask, but if you don't want to get vaccinated, you have to still wear a mask. Well, why don't they make it mandatory for, for the people that are vaccinated to wear masks as well, or ma- just allow everyone to wear a mask in the arena, Just but just allow them to take them off when, you know, they're chewing down their food. I was getting some entertainment out. It looks like another Disney star will be in a sixth installment of Cinderella. Bailey Madison, who was in Just Go With It, co-stars Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. She also played Maxine Russo in Wizards of Waverly Place and Young Snow White in the fantasy drama series Once Upon a Time. Now, the the Cinderella franchise was first done by Hilary Duff, then which was a very good movie. Then it was Selena Gomez, Lucy Hale, Sophia Carson, and Laura... Morano. Now, Bailey Madison reveals the installments of the franchise will be different by tackling sexism and obstacles women face and feel, and feels grateful about how it has opened more doors to the conversation, not just in front of the camera, but behind the scenes. It will be a comedy, but a story told as well. She's also a singer who recently signed a record deal with the Jones Brothers' dad, and is working on releasing more original songs. The Cinderella Story Starstruck is now available on demand and DVD right now. So what are you going to do? I've lived a lot of lives, but I'm done running from my past. Yes, it's Black Widow, and Black Widow is making a solo record-breaking at the box office. While people can still watch the movie from home or at the movie theater, since it's the first Marvel movie in the last two years, there are people that are still want to go to the movies that, to watch movie on the big screen. Now, it made $80 million in ticket sales in North America, with combined $78 million from international theaters and made at least $60 million on Disney Plus Premier Access. Black Widow grossed over $215 million in its first week. Now that's impressive, that's crazy to think about. And, you know, I think this is the first Marvel movie that came out. People are wanting to see it. They've done very good advertising on it, not like The Purge where they did very little. But they knew that people would be waiting and they waited and they had it delayed not once, not twice, but three times. And they're like, we are not going to put it on streaming a platform. We are going to make our money out of it. We're going to make our big dollars out of it because we know that it's going to sell and that is what happened. But I'm very surprised of how much 
money they made just on Disney Plus Premier Access. I wouldn't pay, just saying, I wouldn't pay $30 just to watch it by myself. I'd rather go to a movie theater and watch and pay, you know, 14, 15 bucks, whatever the cost may be in uh, different uh, countries around the world to watch it in a theater on the big screen with great sound quality and everything like that. I'm not saying that it does not, you know, your TV doesn't have a lot or doesn't have great sound quality. I'm not saying that. I just prefer just watching a movie like, uh, like that on the big screen. You know what, surprisingly enough, that movie theaters are, you know, it's great to see them opened up again. They're doing their thing. They're cleaning it. They're making things happen. They're getting everything organized and getting everything done. But the one thing is still concerning to me, and it may concern to you, is that ticket price. The ticket price is a bit you know, it's still a bit high, but whatever, they did, you know, lower it a bit. And I'm always thinking of how they can attract more people to the movie theater. Like, what if they, I don't know, a certain amount of tickets, let's say you spent $60 on tickets, so you earn a 20% voucher to concession. Now, even their concession is expensive, and that's where they make their most money. People think that. The box office is their first, but it's not. It's their concession. That is why the concession items are so damn expensive, so damn high. Um, it It's always interesting to see, but it's always, you know, they, they're not, they, it's fine that they're not thinking outside the box. They're just more so like, they kind of remind me of Mr. Krabs. You know how he's always looking at every single person? He has that, you know, money sign, and I'm like, yeah, doll figure, doll figure, doll figure. That's what that's what I I, I think about that. Even though they are a multi a million dollar uh, company, so whatever hats to them. Uh, but talking about Marvel, I'm still going to talk about this. Elizabeth Olsen says watching WandaVisions is required in order to understand Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Now, MCU has started their fourth phase with compiling TV shows for Disney Plus to give the focus and understanding on some of the other characters in the MCU universe, for example, Loki, WandaVision, etc. But so to me, it sounds like you would have it'd be a a good idea to watch WandaVision first, then Doctor Strange. I haven't watched Doctor Strange, to be honest, so I think what I'm going to do is do that because I think it'll connect the dots. It'll connect the dots since WandaVision has been the most watched MCU series on Disney+. And now, now it looks like Nickelodeon has released its cast and synopsis for the upcoming Paramount Plus live-action reboot of the Fairly Odd Parents. I remember the live-action Christmas movie with Drake Bell playing Timmy Turner and Danielle Monet playing Tootie. If you don't know who Danielle Monet is, she's another Nickelodeon uh, star, former star, I shall say, and um, who was on Victorious playing Trina Vega. Other than that, I got some fun facts. Well, at least one fun fact to end the podcast. I started watching, you know, Hot Ones, and there it's 
funny and it's interesting. Um, but I、uh, didn't know Margaret Robbie was a Subway sandwich artist. She would make different variations of a combination before becoming an actor. That's very interesting to know. That's all I got for you here on this episode eighteen. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or whichever platform you listen on. Remember to subscribe, share, and rate the podcast. And follow the Facebook page, the Sports and Entertainment Express, and the Twitter page at Express underscore Pod underscore. That's all I got. <music>